Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 5th, uh, week 13 of the NFL season in the books here. Joined by Joe today, and we're going to go over all the news from week 13 as we head into our last week of the fantasy regular season this week. Uh, Joe, how's it going tonight? Pretty good. And yourself? Not too bad, man. Uh, a lot of injuries to talk about today, unfortunately. Uh, I think the last few episodes we had weren't quite uh, as long as we've had previous episodes, but uh, the carnage was deep this week. So, yeah, it's a pretty beefy, beefy list. Yeah, let's get started. Going back to last Thursday night, uh, Zach Charbonnet left that game early for the Seahawks uh, with a knee injury. His status is still unknown at this point, but the Seahawks are already down. Kenneth Walker as well. He he might be able to come back this week. Um, but yeah, Charbonnet, I don't think he's practicing yet, so there's a good chance he could miss a week here too. But uh, rough, rough sledding there for the Seahawks running back slightly with the injuries. But, um, you know, he, he looked pretty good, I'd say, as the workhorse the last two weeks without Kenneth Walker playing. Um, you know, showing some of his upside, not, you know, once he finally got a chance. But, uh, looks like he might miss some time here, or Walker may even be back. So it'll be interesting to see how the split plays out the rest of the season for those two. Uh, one of the bigger ones of the week, Tank Dell, uh, fractured his fibula out for the season. Joe, I don't know if you saw the play this happened on. There was like a like a running play at the one yard line, like a almost like a touch push type play. Uh, for some reason, Tank Dell was in there lead blocking, and he just got, you know, rolled up on. And when you're 5'7", 170 pounds, it's not hard to get hurt in that situation. So, um, you know, it's really unfortunate. He was having a great rookie season, but unfortunately. I did not see it, but that that's a shame because that, that's just straight, strictly uncoaching them, too, at that point. Like, why is he in that personnel package for that play? Right. You put your bigger receivers in there for that, like getting Noah Brown out there and, and whoever else, but yeah, Tank Dell never needs to be blocking on a play inside the five-yard line. But, Such a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins, though, you know, he did capitalize on, you know, Dell not being in the lineup, having a big game himself, and, you know, we can talk about him a little bit later, but, um, you know, his value the rest of the way could be pretty good. Uh, Kenny Pickett, ankle surgery. He's likely out two to four weeks at least. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky came in in this place and didn't look much different. Highly anticipated battle this Thursday night of Mitch Trubisky versus Bailey Zappi, uh, the Patriots versus Steelers game Thursday night. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Al Michaels just called in sick that day and didn't want to come to the broadcast. But uh, I'm interested to see on who he bets on because you can always tell. Al's got oh, yeah. money on the game because he's way one-sided in every game he calls. So I'm very interested to see where his money is. Yeah, that's definitely an under game for Al. I think it's, I, although the under was like 30 and a half last night. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think I would still bet the under on that, to be honest. I mean, when's the last time the Patriots scored a touchdown? Even? <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady. So, yeah, basically. Um. Speaking of the Patriots, I guess we're going to remind you Stevenson, Max, they'll be without him on Thursday night. He had his ankle, 
whole world up on on one of those hip drop tackles on Sunday. Uh, he's likely got, looking at a couple weeks here of being out before he's able to come back. So, you know, a bad offense gets worse, losing probably its most dynamic player. So uh, a lot he of Zeke out. He, he was just getting yeah. going, too. Man. That's that's disappointing. Yeah, he was. He, he kind of started the season pretty slow the first half. But last couple of weeks, you know, a little few more touches, a few more big plays. But, yeah, uh, that's the NFL for you. Um, you put Zeke, line, Zeke in your lineups this week? If I had him, why not? What yeah. do you have to lose? I mean, it depends what your other options are, but I mean, you know yeah. he's going to be eating. I'm not excited to do it, but yeah, if if you don't have any, if you need a volume guy just to be in your last last flex spot, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Christian Watson, he was having a great game on Sunday Night Football. He had a couple touchdowns in that one, and then late in the game, it looked like he was like running to like stay in bounds and go down, but looked like he blew out his hamstring somehow during that process. Um, you know, he's been battling hamstring injuries his first two years in the league. So not a great sign uh, that that keeps recurring for him. He's probably likely uh, going to miss a couple weeks here. So, uh, you know, he had a string of like two good games, he two real good games he put together. So unfortunate news there uh, on Christian Watson front. You know, maybe Romeo Dobbs looks like he has fantasy life again for a couple weeks here. But going to say, are you, do you feel confident starting him now over the next like week or two? Uh, I would never feel confident starting Romeo Dobbs. Unlike, <laughs> unlike other members of this podcast who are not present tonight. But <laughs> uh, again, if you're desperate, you know, he's worth consideration for sure. Uh, Brian Robinson, he had a hamstring injury and left the game early on Sunday. He's also looking at a multi-week absence here, potentially. Um, they do have a bye week, week 14, so, you know, he'll be able to rest it up without missing a game this week. So maybe he misses only one game, or maybe he's even back in two weeks. But uh, more more to come on his injury. Not enough, not a lot uh, of updates yet, being that they're on the bye week. Um you know, Chris Rodriguez got some carries in his absence, so he could be a guy in deeper leagues where, it, it, again, if you're desperate, you throw him in your lineup there. But, you know, if it's week 15, I don't think if you're in the playoffs, you want to be having to uh, face that decision. Yeah, you might be real lean, and you might have to, though. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you have you know, a bunch of other injuries, uh, you know, we have a long list this week, so that's very possible. But, you know, you might be left with no other option. Uh, Murray Cooper had a concussion. What's that? Back-to-back weeks for Cooper on this list. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, he had a rib injury last week, but ended up playing. But, yeah, left early here with a concussion. Um, you know, concussions typically you'll miss at least a game. So I wouldn't count on him for week 14, but you never know. A couple guys were able to clear the protocol um, in the same week. I think Chris Olave actually just did it this week. So, uh, we'll, we'll see on Cooper. You know, he was looking good to start the game with Joe Flacco there. I mean, he had a few catches on the first couple drives, and then he got concussed. Uh, so, yeah. Flacco is, I mean, as much as, much as it pains us as a Browns fan to admit it, he looks like the best quarterback the Browns have had this year in that game. So, 
Um, could be good for Cooper if he's able to come back this week, but you know, likely week fifteen if he, if he's out this week. Assuming the Browns stick with Flacco, I don't know. I don't know what you think on that. Do you think? I don't think they can make. I mean, but I, I I would like to see them roll with DTR for another game or two. Just see what you can get out of him. And then Flacco's the fallback guy to try to hold on to a playoff spot. I mean, regardless, either way, you're trying to hold on to a playoff spot with both guys. But I'd rather yeah. see what you have with DTR. I mean, you spent a fifth-round pick on him. See what's there. I mean, no matter what, we're not, nobody's going to see Flacco next year. He will not be in the league next year. So see what you got All with right. the guy you drafted. And, you know, if he looks like crap after two games, then, you know, hopefully Flacco can, you know, win you one or two more and you're in. I, I think they're going to go the opposite approach. I think they're going to go with Flacco now, and then if they lose a couple of games, they'll flip back to DTR for the last couple of games of the year. But, you know, I could be wrong, but I think with what we saw from Flacco and, you know, moving the ball, you know, making those throws downfield, which DTR didn't really do, um, you know, he was really showing that he was willing to make those throws. I, I think you have to go with Flacco and see if you can win a, win a couple of games here. And if not, then yeah, see what you can get out of DTR those last couple games of the season. Well, the good thing is we're not paid to make those decisions. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's, yeah. You're always gonna have people mad at you no matter what decisions you make when you when you're in that position. So thankful it's not us. Uh Derek Carr, he left the game with a concussion. I think that was his second concussion in four weeks. Uh also had a rib injury. Uh, in that game, so I would I would bet he is out for at least a week here, being that it was the second concussion in four weeks. But um, more more to come on that injury. Uh, did you, you know, did you see about, when he uh, when when he came back on the field after Taysom Hill like ran a quarterback play? He was getting booed, and they were home. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I I didn't see that. I had yeah, I didn't see that. I had that game on mute while I had red zone on, so. I wouldn't have heard the booing, but <laughs> that, always fun that, to see the home quarterback get booed. That was that was probably early in the game when they were down like twenty-one nothing, I would guess. But I yeah, it was twenty-one nothing. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh Christian Kirk, that was a big one last night on Monday Night Football. He hurt his brain injury on the first play of the game for the Jaguars on a twenty-six yard catch that he made. Uh, he's going to need poor muscle surgery and he's likely out for the season. Uh, Tough blow for the Jaguars. He's been their most reliable receiver and he's been pretty reliable for fantasy all season as well. Um, you know, obviously more targets will likely go uh, Calvin Ridley's way there. And also, um, you know, maybe Zay Jones. Um, their sixth round rookie, Parker Washington, ended up having a pretty good game. I think he had like six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. So maybe he's more involved too. Someone to monitor there. But uh, yeah, tough blow for Kirk owners going into the playoffs here uh, with that injury. Uh, similarly, uh, Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain for him last night, late in that game. We don't know how long he might miss yet. You know, I would guess at least a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. That's typically what we see. But it could vary, so um, you know, if you're into the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence, you know, in our league, for example, we just passed our trade deadline, so uh, that, that's a tough blow if you don't have the quarterback that there, and you're losing Lawrence going into your your fantasy playoffs. 
Ryan. <laughs> well, he is okay at quarterback. I mean, he's not great, but having Gardner Minshew at least as a bench option, he's like decent. So. He's serviceable. Yeah, he's serviceable. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that's our long list of injuries for, for this week. Uh, that might be that might have been one of the biggest ones of the year. I I feel like, but let let's talk about some trades, some deadline moves, trades that we had in our. These I think these are all from our dynasty on the lake home league. We had what well, one, two, three, four, eight trades in the since our last episode last Monday night uh, until the trade deadline, which was kickoff of the Thursday night game. So we can talk about each of these. Some of these. Very minor. I don't think we need to spend much time on. Um, but some, a couple were bigger, so we'll get into these here. Uh, first trade, I traded away Jake Browning to pass for Chris Rodriguez. Uh, it doesn't sound like much. Um, the reason I did this for very little, I, I just wanted Jake Browning's point off my team as I'm trying to solidify a higher draft pick here. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I offered Jake Browning to everybody in the league for a fourth. And Pat was the only one that sent a counter offer, so this is where we ended up. Uh, I, Joe, I think you mentioned uh, after this trade went through that Pat was trying to get a second for you. Yeah. Me up for and I'm, 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 I'm sure probably everybody else in the league got that offer too. So he just, you know, <laughs> he made the trade with you. Then he's like, you know what? Fuck getting a fourth for this. I want to go and get a second round pick for this. <laughs> yeah, Full strategy, uh-huh. Pat. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I already, gonna <laughs> I had already tried getting a third and a fourth from everybody else uh, that would listen. So, uh, I can't hurt to try, but I mean, obviously, he didn't know that I had already pretty much spammed Jake spammed the whole league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Chris Rodriguez, you know, he's the guy who's probably well with Brian Robinson injury. You know, he's in line to get more work here, maybe, but. They're on a bye this week, so I'm not too worried about that for for it impacting my potential points at least. But you know, he's a he's a guy who maybe has a he's in a running back committee, you know, in the future. So uh Ryan made a pretty big trade here, trading away Mark Andrews, a second round pick uh for 2024, which will likely be a late one, and his second round pick for 2025 along with what will likely be the first or second pick in the third round of 2024 for Stefan Diggs and Evan Ingram. This is with, with, with Allen? Yes, this is with Allen. Um, you know, obviously with Andrews being hurt, he's looking to get some, you know, trade away his value to get some value that'll help him win now. Um, I think it's, Probably a pretty fair trade overall here. I think Ryan might have overpaid slightly, but then again, you know he, he's all in to win now. So you have to you might be overpaying slightly when you're in that position. But what do you think on that trade? I thought I thought it was pretty fair. It makes sense for both sides, and I think Ryan just felt like a little pressure because I think he had like a clunker the week before or something like that. So I think he just kind of felt the pressure of like you know I want one more you know top wide receiver that I can get my hands on and. You know, he made he made a. I like the move. You know, you're sending pieces that you're that are not going to help you whatsoever this year, and especially since like all what he has all those picks are gone. Like, went full in, all in to try to push for this year. Yeah, he literally only has 
a 2025 fourth as his only draft pick the next two years. So he he's all in here. Uh, his team is definitely older with, you know, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler, guys like that. Um, you know, even Calvin Ridley and Debo are getting a little older here. So uh, he's definitely all in. Um, so his window is this year and next year, I, I, I would guess, unless he makes a bunch of other moves in the offseason. Uh, let's see. Nick traded away a 2025 third for Zach Ertz from Ozzy. Um, this was after news of Zach Ertz being released came out. So I, I guess Nick thinks he's going to find himself in a in a favorable situation here. So he, you know he made the move. Um, you know I I don't know how long Goddard might miss yet, but like if Philly signs Zach Ertz back. I, that could be a good spot for at least a couple of weeks for him until Goddard's back. But, um, you know, outside of that, maybe there's another team, maybe the Dolphins or somebody like that that don't really have a relevant tight end might could potentially sign Ertz. But, um, you know, he's taking a shot for 25 players, so not much risk involved in that, in my opinion. Well, I agree. And I know at the deadline, uh, Nick was asking if I'd be willing to trade McBride and it's like yeah but you're not going to pay pay me what I want for McBride so like I think he's trying to just you know because he's been starting pits and I think he's just trying to look for another guy to kind of be able to grab and mm-hmm. you know upgrade the, at the position but it's like you, you know the window I think on McBride is coming on for buying low yeah, I, anyways I mean what was he offering you for McBride I don't even think it was a first yeah I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him for less than a first in a tight end premium, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's not going to be enough. I mean, look what he's been, look what he's done so far already. Like, so, but I know he was trying to upgrade that position. There, I mean, I think there's an argument, a good argument to be made that McBride is the top five dynasty tight end right now. I mean, you have Hawkinson, you have Laporta, you have Andrews. Kelsey uh, probably still in there, and you know, for as long as he plays, he's probably going to be in there. Um, and then, yeah, after that, I mean, I, I think you can make a case for McBride, maybe Dalton Kincaid. I can see an argument um, for either one of those guys easily. Yeah, I mean, he, he's up there. I mean, he, he these past what, like four weeks, has it been without um, Zach Ertz there? He's been, he's just been, he's blown up. Yeah, he's probably a top three tight end in that span. It's not top one or two. He's, since week 10, he's been the tight end one. The last four weeks, averaging 22 points a game. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely blown up. Once he's gotten the full uh, workload there, tight end, he's up to tight end seven on the season, too, so. Man, what a trade I made with Ryan, though, that, that Andrews trade. I got McBride, Nico Collins, Devontae. Yeah, Smith, you made, who, like, who turned it on after the trade. You made that trade after week nine, too, and that's right after Ertz got hurt, and then he blew up from there on out. Yeah, so, I mean, you got him at the perfect time. Wild timing. Yeah, definitely. But then he got two weeks of under 10 points each from Andrews. Um, yeah, so I mean, they're pretty, they're almost 
you know, identical in value at this point, I'd say in trade value. So yeah, you, you made out pretty well on that in that deal with McBride. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, if Ryan were to uh, staff, right. have a sat tight and held on to McBride, he'd be a lot happier with the team, probably. But I would imagine even having Nico too. I mean, especially with Tank being out the rest of the season, I'm sure, you know, going into the playoffs, you would love to have be able to start Nico. True, yeah. I forgot about yeah, I forgot how big that trade was. You, you guys have a lot of players in that deal. All right. Uh, the next trade here, Brad traded away Mike Williams, his 2024 third, Matt Wilson for Jacoby Myers. Pretty fair offer, I think. Um, you know, Matt Wilson again was looking to move some points off of his team to help, to help fight for the number one draft pick there. Um, got a guy in Mike Williams who is probably, you know, obviously out for the year, but you can say pretty similar in value to Myers with the third round pick on top of it. So pretty fair trade, in my opinion. Helps Brad give, get another depth piece for the playoff run. So not too bad there. Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, another minor one here, Ryan traded away Chase Brown and two-thirds, one next year, one in 2025, to Matt Wilson as well for Devin Singletary. Minor trade. Um, I don't know that I would have given up multiple draft picks for Devin Singletary, but um, it was look when he made the trade, you know, it looked like Singletary was taking over as the lead back, but then this past week, it was back to Damian Pierce being the main guy, and Singletary, I think, had eight touches, so... Probably not somebody you can rely on, you know, more of a more of a depth, depth piece to have on your roster, I guess. But yeah. Um, this next one, even more of a minor move. And I traded <laughs> Zach Evans and a 2024 late fourth to Matt Wilson for Jeff Wilson. Uh cool. That's a that's a trade that happened. I don't know that there's much else to say on that. Add it to the dynasty pot. Yeah. Thank you for your $1 each in transaction fees. And yeah. And now Matt Wilson got a fourth rounder out of it. So um, next, uh, Patrick DeWay, Adam Thielen to Laura for a 2025 second. I know Ryan was pretty distraught by the fact that Laura would pay this much for Thielen, but you know, we were talking about this before the show. I don't think it was that terrible. I mean, maybe it's, it's a tough spot, tw- but. Yeah, it's a 25 20, seconds. 25 seconds, so it's like a third technically in value. So, I mean, it's basically still a third overall value for Thielen, too. So, I mean, whatever. You're getting a yeah. top 12 guy on the year. So, I mean, he's going to help I mean, Thielen. Yeah. I will say Thielen has faded recently uh, the last, you know, three, four weeks. But, you know, he's still getting targets. Like, He's a guy you probably don't want to be forced to start him, but if he's like one of the guys at the end, like for your flex spots that you're debating between, I think that's a good spot to be in with him. No, nah, and he's probably going to be forced to be started the rest of the year for her now because she lost Christian Kirk. Yeah, so in, in that case, yeah, you might not have a choice, but. Um, and then probably the biggest trade, right? Yeah, well, that or the Ryan's trade is Diggs. pretty big too. Yeah, but these one's probably the bigger one, but this one's right there with it, I think. And this one's confusing. Yes. So Kevin traded away his 
well, it wasn't his first. It was Ryan's first for 2024, which will likely be late. Uh, his first for 2025 and his 2024 fourth to Matt Kuzla for DJ Moore and a 24th third. So when when this trade was made, Matt Kuzla was nine and three, and he won again this week. So now he's ten and three, but. I don't understand why he was trading away DJ Moore for two first when he was, you know, set, setting up for a playoff run. Like that's like that's a move if you really wanted to make it because of the value, you could probably talk him into making that same deal in the offseason, maybe. But um, you know, his wide receivers are not great now that he had traded away DJ Moore. Uh he has Marquise Brown, Josh Downs, Marvin Mims, like that's that's rough. Um, so I, 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 maybe he thought the value was too good to pass up. I mean, I think that is good value for DJ Moore. I don't know, but I would have given up two first for him. So I think that might've been a bit of an overpay, but what, what are your thoughts on that trade, Joe? It's very confusing to me from Kudla's point. And to me, I remember like, cause I've been trying to work with trades for so long now with Kevin. Uh, I think it makes sense for him though. Cause I definitely do think that he was, you know, one wide receiver away from being able to put out like a very, a top, like I think like a top three lineup. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it made sense for him to go get the guy and, you know, I like probably, you probably couldn't have got that done, deal done without giving up anything else. I mean, you had to do the two first. So it's, I think it's a great deal for him. And I'd, I'm just confused on the Kudla side because you're in the middle of competing. It's not like you're just missing the playoffs or you're on the fringe. Like you are set in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was extremely confusing. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it either. Um, I would be interested to talk to him to see what his perspective was on why he did that move. But yeah, it, definitely confusing. But I mean, my only thought is he thought the value was too good to pass up, and maybe he didn't think his team was really good enough to to make a run at the title. But I mean, when you're ten and three, your team's doing something right, but. Uh, all you gotta, all you gotta do is get in. Yeah, I, anything can happen once you get in. But um, you know, maybe you just you know, I think he might have been lower on total points or something. So he kind of got lucky a little bit on his way to being ten and three here. But um, yeah, I mean, he's the lowest points of any of the playoff teams. So maybe he just thought his team really wasn't gonna have a good shot at the title. I don't know, but. Not a move I would have done, though, if I was, you know, in that position, I don't think. But, all right. Uh, do you want to get into the recap from this week here, Joe? Do you yeah, want to? Yeah. You can pick, pick a matchup to start with. Uh, you don't have to go in the order of the sheet here. Well, uh, we'll go in the order. It's fine. I'll do Brad versus uh, Allen. All right. Scroll down to them. Eventually, so I went all the way to the bottom pretty much. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Brad smoked Allen, and I know Allen's at a bottom five team, so it definitely showed this week. And Greenhouse is probably like what a top three team in standings. Uh, he's the one top team in yeah. standings. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. yeah. He scored 170, 176. Allen scored 104. Uh, I mean, Allen had a bright spot on his team, though. You know, DK Metcalf with a big week, 40 and a half points. So that looks good. And then uh, a lot of, you know, unremarkable things on his lineup. But I will say he did put forward pretty much his best lineup. I mean, 
all zeros down that bench except for a tight end who, uh, what is it, Shoemaker? Yeah. With uh, three points. I mean, he did put forward his best lineup. And then uh, the Greenheads, just a pretty good overall performance out of everybody. I mean, uh, James Conner, you know, showed up big. Christian McCaffrey did his thing. Joe Mixon with a big week, which I know like, he's either – he's extremely feast or famine, but he had a big week this week with like 30 points. And then uh, Jake Ferguson looking all sexy over there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody on his team, you know, was at least 12 points or more, so. They did what they're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So great. And I know you and I were happy to see on Thursday night DK Metcalf have that 40-point game and and Allen's lineup being, as we're all in the same range, uh, potential points here fighting for playoff positions, so. Um, I was happy to see that, at least on his team on Thursday night, watching that game. Yeah, and then everything else just kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Pat uh, and you. Uh, Pat defeated you, Joe, this week. Um, and, again, you you, know, you don't necessarily care about the win or loss, but um, your team put up 116 points, led by Nico Collins, huge game. After the tank Dell injury, uh, Collins had nine for 191 and a touchdown. I think he was well over 100 yards at halftime, even in that game. So I was just an all-around good game there. Uh, Trey, Mc- Trey, uh, Trey McBride uh, continuing his streak, like, as we talked about with his big game this week again, 29 points. Uh, and Devonta Smith also, the big game, nine, nine for 96 and a touchdown for him. He is hot. Yeah, yeah, he he had a stretch there in the middle of the season where you know, not looking great. That's when AJ Brown was in the midst of his streak of 130 yard games. But last few weeks, uh, he's been pretty consistently good for Devonta Smith. Uh, Pat's team, he had a big week out of Tyree Kill. Uh, Shocker, much, yeah, every week occurrence, up to 1481 yards. I believe he needs. 500 yards or so to break the record for receiving yards in a season. Um, very likely going to get over 2,000 yards and be the first player to ever do that at the receiver position. Uh, but yeah, just a typical week for him this season. Um, Tuba Hubbard also pretty good game for Pat, uh, having 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, outside of that, no, no major, you know, no huge performances. Uh, you know, guys just kind of did what he needed them to do here. Uh, overcame the Gusek from Terry McLaurin as well in that game. Uh, but yeah, Pat. So we talked about Brad. Um, he's he's up first place at twelve and one. Uh, Pat right behind him at eleven and two now in second place. And Pat does have a significant point differential on Brad. So. He can get the number one seed if he wins and Brad loses in week 14. Uh, other than that, though, Pat's likely looking at the number two seed. Yeah. You know, Pat got some good points on his bench there out of Jake Browning. He did, yeah. Jake Brown, I mean, he gave up a, a lot and Chris Rodriguez to get him there. And <laughs> But, no, I mean, yeah, that, that's – Probably looking at a career best game for Jake Browning, if I had to guess. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, could be uh, a good depth guy if, if he gets an injury at the QB position. 
in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it, that's a nice piece to have, at least from what we saw so far out of him, especially going to the playoffs. Like that's a nice little backup piece to have there. Yeah, I mean, in case of emergency, he's in a good situation with the weapons around him. So, um, you know, he he should be serviceable. You know, the rest of the way, I would think. So, all right, then I got up next. I have Kudla, who is ten and three in third place, taking on or took on Jamie, and uh, you got the old L there, Jamie. Five point one three. Yeah. That might have been the closest matchup of the year with the lowest total point score. <laughs> yeah, so 86.24 to 86.37. Uh, anything of note? I know Puka Nakua had a – dude, he had a fucking awesome game against the Browns. I, I, I didn't watch yeah. a lot of football this weekend, but I did watch the Browns game, and good Lord, man, it was the Puka Nakua show. He could have had more too. He had that like forty-yard run called back by Wolding, and yeah, like and then he missed it. I mean, he missed some too. Top. He missed, you know, yeah. he missed like a, probably like a quarter's length of time with an injury. So, I mean, he tore right. it up though with you know twenty-seven fantasy points. Mm-hmm. And then uh, obviously you had that big game out of Christian Watson before the injury, and you have a Brian Robinson injury. So it'll be interesting to see who can score the lowest points. You do have. Some bench points too. I mean, nothing really of note, but uh, Mingo. That's probably. I feel like that's the highest point total I've seen out of Mingo all year. Uh it is. Yes. His last couple of weeks, he's uh, been more involved. So I think they're trying to see what they have in him here, as they should. But you know, hopefully, not too many points week fourteen. Now, the only thing I, I think that's going to really be a potential to hurt you this week with scoring points is going to be the return of Justin Jefferson, and you also have Hawkinson coming off the bye too. So. You got two potential yeah. guys there that could, you know, be force-fed the ball. And then on yeah. uh, Kudla's team, uh, we got, what, Rashad White had a nice game, and that is about it, and nothing really on the bench. I mean, yeah, that was – it was an ugly slugfest there. Yeah, I mean, his team, I, I don't know. That's the really? third-place team right there. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, looking at his team here, like, Maybe I would have done that too. I don't know because I don't know if that DJ Moore is making that big of a difference with that team. No, I'm gonna be also with Kenneth Walker. Cole Komet was on a bye, right? Bears were on a yeah. bye. Yeah. So I mean, I know that I I think that was really what carried his team this year too was like the big games out of Cole Komet, and obviously Kenneth Walker is Kenneth Walker, but and he did have Charbonnet though. I mean, he has Charbonnet too, and Charbonnet was pretty much playing full time without Walker, so. And he's got to like a buy too. Ah, uh, that's right. But he's got some pieces there, so yeah, it's still confusing to me, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, next, I think I, was, I think I, I was trying to trade for Mims earlier in the season too, and he's like, "I want to hold on to this guy." It's like, wouldn't you rather like if you're trying to compete, like you're a top team in the league right now, you'd rather have like a more veteran presence than like somebody you could start. You don't want to be rolling out Mims every week. Right. Right. But hey, it's each their own. Well, he might be rebuilding now as he's in the midst of a playoff run. <laughs> All right. Uh, Laura fell to Nick this week. Laura falls to nine and four. Nick's up to seven and six. Uh, Laura had a chance going into Monday Night Football here, but uh, Kirk got hurt early in that game. So really, Took her out of any chance to win that game. 
But for her team, uh, Isaiah Pacheco had what might have been his best game of the year. Uh, 100 yards and a touchdown. Caught three passes as well. Could have been even better, but he got ejected in the fourth quarter of that game for throwing a punch. So, uh, but, yeah, nice. yeah, 24 points for him. Um, Amonra St. Brown, a very pedestrian game. Only th- that might have been his lowest total of the year, 12.9 points, two for 49 and a touchdown for him. So uh, he is human. Jay- he is human, yes. That was, yeah, every other game he's had at least five catches. Um, yeah, so that was definitely his worst game of the year by a, a decent amount. And Jalen Hurts. An average 24 point game from him, but one of her higher scores on the week. So uh, she only finished with 105 points. Uh, Nick only had 129, so it's not, you know, too great of a, a score in this league, probably a little below average. Uh, but he, he rolled out Joe Flacco as his only quarterback available this week that was starting. So uh, it worked out for him. 19, I mean, if you would have told him going into the week that he was going to get 19 points out of Joe Flacco, I think he would have taken that in a heartbeat. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> Derrick Henry, uh, the big dog, got loose here for two touchdowns and 100 yards. Uh, that was even with leaving the game early with a head injury. Uh, they did come out and say he did not have a concussion, though, so he should be good moving forward. Uh, Kamara also with the big game, 29 points. Two touchdowns for him as well. Uh, only 50 rushing yards, but six for 60 in the air. You know, on top of that, uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught a couple uh, big passes in this game. Ended up with one of his better games of the year, uh, five for 75 and touchdown. Uh, and that carried the way for him. Did uh, did overcome a goose egg from Robert Woods. Uh, I guess we can't leave out Kyle Pitts. Uh, he did his, something. One of his top five games of the year, four for 51. So, Woo-hoo. Uh, I'm looking. It actually is his fifth best game of the year. <laughs> well, on his way to another thousand yards. Yeah, forty-one for four ninety-two and a touchdown on the season for Kyle Pitts. Disgusting. Yeah. All right. Be- Next up, that. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, no, I keep going. You're good. All right. Next up, we got uh, Kevin, who's eight and five and in fifth place, defeated uh, Matt Wilson. Kevin clinched a playoff berth and will be between the fifth and seventh seed. Uh, monstrous game. I mean, first, all right, 136 to 122. So it was kind of close. Uh, but for Kevin, I mean, Brock Purdy had an awesome game 40 fantasy points. Stroud with uh, one of his lower scoring games of the year, 15 and a half. And then, uh, I mean, a lot of guys just did what, what they kind of do, like Kyron Williams with 20, Olave with 20. And I was pumped to see him go. I was kind of shocked, too, since he had the concussion designation from the game the week before, but he was actually able to clear it within a week, so that was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing too much left on the bench. And then uh, Matt Wilson, you know, I we'll get to how close they are, but – that him not trading Stafford might be his Achilles heel from getting the first overall pick. Because Stafford had a big game. Jamar Chase had a big game last night. And, you know, JSN starting to make a little noise again. And Chick had a nice little showing, too, of 11.5 points. And 
Uh, Harrison Bryant, huh? 19 mm-hmm. and a half points on his bench. That one hurts. Yeah, he, he was. I was talking to him earlier today. He, he was telling me he was thinking about dropping Harrison Bryant just to get those points off. And he kind of regretted not doing it. But at the same time, you know, he doesn't quite want to, you know, just let him go for free in a tight end premium league yet. So he, he was kind of in a tough spot there thinking about dropping him. And then he had the big game. Yeah, Kevin's got a nice little team set up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his team's in great, in great shape. Um, had a week at receiver, but outside of that, I mean, oh, he had DJ Moore in a bye this week, so that'll that definitely juice up the lineup here. I mean, you don't want to be starting Quentin, Quentin Johnson and James Williams and Jaden Reed, but you know, at least one of those no. guys on the bench. And plus, you got Kincaid too, a tight end. They were on a bye, so that'll be nice yeah. I go. mean. Yeah, he's not going to start Hunter Henry in a flex, so I'll just go and place a Henry there. But yeah, yeah, his team's in a good spot. Um, you know, I really love Kyron Williams. I mean, he's been great. I mean, he's played in seven games this year. He's got over twenty points in five of them. He's missed four games, and he's still RB seven on the year. Um, yeah, he's he's been incredible. I take that back. He played in eight games, not seven games. But, yeah, six out of eight games, 20-plus points. And then what? We got one more game with uh, one more playoff team. And I think we got one more game after that. Yeah, so let's talk about Ryan and his team, who had a big win over Oscar. Uh, Ryan had a huge game out of Devo Samuel this week. Uh, 116 yards and, two, and three total touchdowns, two receiving and one rushing. Um so that obviously was uh, his highest score of the week there. Good game from his quarterbacks, uh, Dak Prescott, continuing his hot streak. Uh, 32 fantasy points. Uh, he finished at 299 yards, so one yard away from even three more points on top of that in our league. Uh, and three passing touchdowns. I mean, his run the last six weeks, he's gotten there. 32-plus points in five of them. Yeah, he's I, – I think he's far and away the QB1 since, like, week six. So, I mean, he's – yeah, just he, – he got Dak Prescott at the right time for me. I mean, yeah, he's QB1 by a mile from week six on uh, by 45, 50 points over Josh Allen. I mean – Who could have predicted that? I mean, like, because usually with Dak, you get, like – a great game, a good game, and then a, a total clunker. But, I mean, he has just been lights out. Yeah. He, definitely. He's been lights out the last two months. So, um, they figured something out with that offense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had 28 points for him before he got hurt late in that game. Obviously, it'll be a big loss, but he does have Gardner Minshew on the bench. He can plug in there as a second quarterback. Um Probably pretty reliably the rest of the season. You know, you hope for 20 or so points out of Minshew, and that's kind of reasonable. Uh, down week for Keenan Allen, though, his lowest total of the year, uh, or close to it, was only five for 58 in that game. That ugly game, 6 nothing win over the Patriots. Uh, then Oscar's team, uh, out of the playoff picture, he's at 4 and 9 now. Uh, based on he's his team's been scoring some points though, so he's pretty much locked in as 
uh, you know, top scoring team that's not making the playoffs. But Geno Smith, his best game of the year on Thursday Night Football against the Cowboys, 39 points. And uh, Mike Evans continuing to play like he's five years younger still, uh, seven for 162 on a touchdown. He's over 1,000 yards on the season for the 10th year in a row now. Uh, With Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. Wild. I know. People, yeah, there's such a big discount on Mike Evans in the offseason, being that, you know, he's 30 years old now and Baker's his quarterback. But, I mean, he, he's been far and away the top receiver on that team over Chris Godwin. So, uh, yeah, he's playing out of his mind still, even at 30 years old and with Baker. I did not have that on my bingo card this year. I did not either. I did not. I don't think many people expected that. But if you bought low on him in the offseason, it, it paid off tremendously. Uh, but, yeah, right. I mean, bench points. Alec Pierce finally did something for the first time all year for Ryan. Uh, three catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. I think he might have doubled his fantasy points for the year in that game. Uh, Evan Ingram, who Ryan just acquired as well, did not start him. Um, he had 30 fantasy points, though. And, you know, I, I think Ingram could be one of the bigger beneficiaries of the Christian Kirk injury as well as another guy. Oh, yeah, him. definitely. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I mean, Cortland Sutton there, you know, easily overlooked yeah. this year. There he is again, 15 and a half points. That should have been a lot more, too. I don't know if you saw any highlights from that game, but there were a couple I did not. big plays to him. One of them was a pass interference and a couple misses from Ross, but that could have been a much bigger game for Sutton. All right. Yeah, he's he's off. But yeah, yeah, uh, Sutton's been got, uh... Yeah. Go ahead, Jamie. Sutton's been reliable for like a 15 point per week performance. So nothing like his ceiling isn't there with that offense, but he's had a pretty reliable floor for the year. Consistency. Yeah. So we got one more matchup, and we have Ozzy, who's battling for the top spot, and Scott, who's pretty much locked up into the third, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. On Ozzy's team, nothing to note on the bench. Ozzy lost 107 to 123, and notable starters for him this week were CeeDee Lamb with another monstrous CeeDee Lamb game and Pittman with a pretty big game, too. And on uh, Scott's team, we had uh, H-Chan with 25.5 points and 39 points out of Sam Laporta. Ah, what a stud. And nothing really to note on the bench, but, man, he's got a lot of young pieces on that team that I like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, H-Chan, Laporta. Ty J Spears, I mean, he's looked good when he's got chances. And with Henry gone next year, he could be the main guy in Tennessee. So I, I know Scott's, you know, he joined the podcast in the offseason and was telling us how high he was uh, on Tajay Spears. So, yeah, that could come to fruition as soon as next year there. Um, but yeah, those are some good young core pieces for sure. But okay, yeah, so that's those are the matchup uh, results from this week here. And we kind of talked about it. Uh, in some of the matchups, but yeah, to summarize, we have Pat and Brad fighting for the number one seed this last week of the season with Brad only needing a win and or a Pat loss, and he will have the top seed and the bye week. Uh, Pat 
in that scenario would be the two seed, and then Laura and Nakuza in some order will be the three and four seeds. Then we have Kevin, Nick, and Brian basically fighting for positioning for those last three playoff spots. Um, but do you, I mean, so the seventh playoff spot is not based on record, just total points, but the those three teams, Kevin, Nick, and Brian, have two hundred plus more points than any other team in the bottom seven. So uh, guaranteed to be one of them, uh, just depending on how the week 14 results play out, see who's in what spot. Uh, then the race to the number one pick. Uh, we've got a tight, a real tight race here. Uh, Ozzy, uh, two-point lead. You could, uh, do we call it a lead when it's less points? But uh, regardless, uh, two-point difference between Ozzy and Matt Wilson for the number one pick with right now Ozzy getting the edge there. Uh, Scott locked in about 100 points behind at the number three spot. Uh, then another very tight battle here for picks four, five, and six. I am three points ahead of you, Joe, for the number four spot. And Alan right behind you, eight points behind you. Uh, so that can go any which way uh, as we go into week 16 or 14 here. So uh, it's going to come down to this week here. Feels weird, feels kind of wrong, but, you know, kind of hoping for some of my players to have down weeks, but. <laughs> I'm, really those for, I... I'm really hoping for a stinker this week. <laughs> More so the players that I don't really have anywhere else, because some of these, you know, you play in enough leagues, you're going to have guys in multiple leagues, so. Yeah, you kind of want to pick and choose here. You don't want to root for all of them to do bad, but uh, just hope the net result, is, is, you know, isn't too great here. <laughs> Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Oscar locked in uh, as a seven seed. He's got about 100 more points than uh, me, you, and Alan, who are fighting for the four through six spots. Ah, so that's where we are here. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out this week. And, and for the playoffs, like, I, I don't know that we have one team that's, you know, a heavy favorite to, to win it all. So I think really any of these playoff teams – Oh, maybe I take Matt Kuzma's team out of that based on his roster that we were looking at. But, uh, you know, I think any one of these playoff teams have a shot, to, a reasonable shot, you know, to make a run and, and win the title this year. I would agree. I, I think there's like a top four that are like really close and then a couple, you know, long shots. But, I mean, all you got to do is just win one week and then win the next week. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen it before in other leagues where, you know, Ryan, like, two or three years ago, he, he was actively trading away for next for next season, uh, trading away, you know, guys who would help him win now for future assets. And he still ended up sneaking into the playoffs as the last seed, and then he went on a run. Uh, you know, he had guys like Braxton Berrios and – Rex Burkhead and shit like that going off and it was enough for him to go on a miracle run and, and win his second title in that league so and we, a we've Cinderella seen story yeah yeah as Cinderella as it gets in fantasy football right there like one of these episodes we'll have to pull up that roster and just look and laugh at how that team won a championship and I know uh and Shiva that you are locked up in the first seed and yes. I think Ryan and I are battling for the second buy this week. Uh, it's a it's a it's a four team race for that second buy in the Shiva League. So 
you and Ryan definitely have the legs up. Uh, be, both are nine and four, 26 point difference with the edge going to you. Uh, Ozzy is also nine and four, though. Likely won't overcome you guys in points, but if you both lost and he won, he would obviously have the better record for the two spot. Uh, and then Pat is at eight and five, but he's right in the mix with you guys in points. So he would obviously need all of the nine and four teams to lose, all three of you, and he would need to win and then I'll gain you on points. But it's probably a pretty big long shot for Pat, but um, it should, should be an interesting weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tight race for the one bye week there. So we'll see how that plays out. And in that league, you know, German Wonderkind pretty much locked in as a six seed, 100 more points than the next guy. So, yeah, uh, I'm ready for the playoffs to be here. Uh, I, I feel like every year, I've, you know, come this time, it's hard to believe only one week is left of the fantasy regular season, but it goes quicker than you think. So I've learned not to take it for granted. <laughs> Are you in uh in Matthews League? Are you in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, I should be. I am nine and four, eight and five in that league. So I just, did uh, I just beat you? That was last week. I, I just won this was week. Last week, whoever I played. Yeah, my team had a kind of went off this week. I DK Metcalf in that league. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, you're looking. You're the three seed currently. I'm the four seed. We're both, uh, points-wise, I'm probably out of it for the bye, but you're still alive for that. I got a chance at it, but I'm 29 points behind. Mm -hmm. And I play, I know I play Scott this week, too, so that'll be tough because his team started to – he started off pretty slow in that league, but his team started to put it together. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I think I've played him. Maybe uh, Maybe I don't play. I did make a trade right before the deadline in this league, too. I don't know if you saw that. I traded away David Montgomery, or I traded away a second-round pick to get David Montgomery. Um, you know, I, I kind of needed some running back help, so pretty fair pretty fair value-wise, in my opinion. So made the move for the playoff run here. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I do also have – so I'm, I'm really excited about this league that – I acquired a, a first round pick for next year in the, in the startup draft in, in the trade I made in the first round. And that team is currently out of the playoff picture. And with potential points being the determining factor here for the draft spot, uh, I'm pretty much locked into the 1.02 in next year's draft with the playoff team. So that should so be. As long as, as long as the league doesn't fold and we have the draft, it'll be looking good. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of activity, but, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, the league will carry on here. Um, I, I I have no reason to believe it won't, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't look through everybody's scoring lineups in this league like we do DTL, but I don't think that I've ever faced anybody yet either that, like, just didn't have somebody starting in. Yeah, I haven't either, and I think a lot of these guys in this league are just new to dynasties, so... Maybe they're getting a feel. I'm not really sure, you know, how to value trades. And, you know, I'd, I'd hope that it opens up more, you know, after the season at least. But it's it's always fun when you have a more active league. I mean, if nobody's making moves or anything like that, it can get a little stale. So, yeah, we'll see how this new league uh, pans out, though. Uh, but, yeah, that that's – uh, the recap here, 
Uh, we can go over the rookie corner here now. Uh, Sam Laporta, top rookie on the week. His fifth time this season being a, a top five rookie. Nine for 140 in the touchdown on all nine of his targets. He had caught, so huge game from him. Uh, we talked about Puka's huge game, his sixth time as a top five rookie. Uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown for him. Uh, Devon Achan does it again. Uh, 73 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Also caught three for 30. I will say the first half of the game, he wasn't really involved. So I don't know if it was more garbage time involvement uh, or really what happened. But, um, you know, maybe they were taking it slow with him early, too, just coming off the injury. But, uh, yeah, doing what he does is another big game. He's still, you know, he met, he's played in one, two, three, four games that he didn't get hurt early in, and over 25 points in each of those games. So, you know, if he's if he's there the whole game, he's pretty reliable for a big game. Uh, Parker Washington, we talked about him briefly earlier. Uh, his first time as the top five rookie, caught all six of his targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. Could be a guy to, uh, you know, maybe is available in your dynasty league. He could be a guy to stash and see what happens or probably on the taxi squad for people in a number of leagues, you know, being a sixth-round rookie, just kind of a lead C guy. But with the Kirk injury, he can definitely be more involved. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, uh, his first time as a top-five rookie as well, uh, although he did leave that game a little early with an injury, but 99 total yards and a touchdown. So a solid performance there. Uh, top five rookies on the year. No big changes here. Yeah, Puka, Laporta, Tank Dell. Granted, he's going to drop down this list now. Uh, then Bijan Robinson and Jordan Addison round out the top five. Uh, but yeah, that I believe that's our show for today. Joe, do you have anything else to add? Well, let's get through this last week, and you know, hopefully, we don't have an injury report this long next week, and. We can all, yeah. you know, get our draft picks we want and get to the bye weeks we want, and good luck, everyone. Yeah, yeah, getting to and through the playoffs healthy is is half the battle, I feel like. So, um, you know, you just knock on wood, you get through this week and get to the playoffs. You know, obviously you're hoping you have a bye week, one less week you have to worry about winning. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back next week to uh, recap the last – uh, week of the fantasy regular season. All right. See you guys. Talk to you all then. Thank you.